And my name's Greg Coker. And it is Coker, definitively. This is the moment that I've been waiting for. Hey, that's just a good call. Because I can't tell you how many people I've heard call you Croker or Coker. Or Coacher. Or kosher. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Kosher. Yeah. 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 Or kosher. Yeah. You know, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is coker. It is coker. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You heard it here first. You got it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You know, I've had many, many teasing moments over that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, good morning, good afternoon. Episode number three, Proto Evangelum Podcast. It's Blake Simpson here with co-host Matt Rowan. Matt, good to see you. Blake, this is fun. We're back. We're back for our next episode three. Yeah. And today we have a special guest, the world's, I think it's a world record, world's youngest looking 75-year-old. Like seriously, (laughs) if I could be in the condition of Greg Croker... At the age oh, of 75. Whoa. Was I not supposed to say that yet? Not Croker. Coker? There we go. Coker. <laughs> uh, if I could be in his condition at 75 and look like he, I'd be pretty happy. Even at my, uh, even at 30, if at I could 30. look like him. <laughs> if I could golf like <laughs> yeah. him, I'd be really happy. <laughs> so have yeah, you ever golf with Greg? You have, right? I ha- no. Oh, yeah, I have. Yes. Yeah. We did the Ironman of golf. We did the 100 holes with yeah. Young Life I did with him. Yeah. And he was official. I got to sign his uh, card at the end to yeah. certify that he played all 100 and was legit. He's fun to be on the golf course with, and he is skilled. He and I've appreciated it. When I've gone with him, uh, he's helped me some little tips pointers and all of a sudden my game gets better need him there for every yeah. shot how much i wonder how much he costs his personal caddy on yeah. the next iron man of golf yeah yeah okay well okay take a listen greg coker here we go yeah oh greg can you tell us about your relationship with the lord like where did that start for you um have well, you yeah tell us about that well you know when i when i was young like uh five years old probably when i first started uh, realizing that i was going to something called a church and uh that church uh was uh interestingly built by my dad and my uncle and my grandfather it's wow. a presbyterian church in chesterfield in north vancouver so uh, I just remember that I was relegated to the basement with a bunch of other kids uh, at Sunday school. And uh, so we uh, went to church. We heard stories about the Bible, and uh, we you know, did all kinds of things. And uh, my parents, um, they were, were Christians, and uh, my whole family, my uncle and okay. my grandparents. And so we'd, we'd have lots of great family times together. Now, uh, now, when you say built, do you mean physically built? Physically built. Oh, they built oh, the building. Built the building. Okay. Yeah. yeah so they weren't like pastors. Or no, no, they... no. My uh, my dad was a contractor. My uncle was a contractor, okay. oh. and my grandfather was. And so they had a business together, um, and they built this uh, huge church that's uh, that's still there today. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And uh, yeah, so my my early days w- was that, and then. Uh, you know, we went to church every Sunday, and it was sort of, there was no, I didn't really, I knew about Jesus, but I didn't know what commitment was or anything like that. Um, and then uh, as we, as, as I got older, uh, 
um, life became a little more difficult here in the family, and uh, and um, my relationship with my dad was uh, very tumultuous. Uh, he was he was a tough dad, and he grew up okay. uh, under a tough ruling father as well, uh, where. Um, um, this, you know, beatings were uh, a part of the the correction wow. at that time. So uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a an easy uh, upbringing. Um, and then um, when I was thirteen, my dad died, and uh, oh. he died suddenly. Wow. And um, so uh, it w- it was that was a tough time for me, and yeah. a tough time for my mother and my brother, who's four years younger than me, and we. Uh, we struggled through that, and finally we moved from uh, the house that uh, my dad had built and uh, lived in a, uh, a small apartment in, off of Lonsdale. And uh, anyways, uh, church became sort of a non-event. Um, the only thing that really, my, my mom had a, a good relationship with the pastor that we had at that time, yeah. and so he would come over and chat and console and stuff like that, but church, Christ, God, it sort of disappeared um, huh. for uh, for a couple of years, and um, no. do you, sorry, do you think that's because was your dad like the driving force of taking you guys to church, or was it just because of the events? Just life just kind of collapsed yeah, almost. Li- life just collapsed. It just kind of it, yeah. it just the did. devastating well, thing to it, like lose the it, it, father it, of a home. exactly. And yeah. my mom, um, you know, she didn't work, so uh, oh. you know, so all of a sudden here we are uh, with a nobody bringing in the dough. Yeah, uh, sold the house, um, and uh, that kind of held things out. And then my mom, she really struggled. Yeah, uh, she didn't. Uh, you know, she she went to church occasionally. I didn't go to church. My brother didn't go to church. Uh, we, we, we disconnected really with the whole family, yeah. um, with my, uh, my uncle on his side and my grandparents. So, um, but the from, pastor was still of he was, the Presbyterian he, he, church. He'd come by once in a while yeah, and, and yeah. check and, in. And yeah. yeah, my mom would go to church too yeah. on her own. She wouldn't take us. And you're like, you're 13 years old. So these are like formative. Really? Yeah. Years. So, yeah. yeah. So what are you doing to like, how are you finding identity? Who are you looking to? Are you hanging with bad kids well, or yeah, what's going on? You know, Matt, it's a really yeah. good question because, uh, the Lord was still at work. Awesome. He was still there. And yeah. so, uh, shortly after, oh, I guess it was probably about a, maybe six months to a year after my dad died. Um, I was, uh, I was living at Victoria Park on Lonsdale. And we had a little golf course on this park. Oh, really? Okay, we made holes here and there, and a bunch of the kids would come, and we'd be hitting golf balls all over the park. And then the, you know, North Van guy would come and try to chase us <laughs> yeah. off. You know, this is a park, <laughs> not a golf course. So, uh, you so never get away with that now. No, not at all. So, anyways, I met a fella uh, there that was sec- I was going to Sutherland High School in North Van at that time, and I never had met this fella, but he, his name is Russ. And uh, Russ and I made up a really good friendship, uh, playing golf and hanging out. And, uh, and then um, he invited me over for dinner uh, one night uh, to his family. And uh, he had a brother and sister, and his dad was a Baptist minister. Ah. And so uh, um, they took me in. Uh, right at this point, my mom, is, she's all over the map, and my brother, he's trying to survive and uh, living in this little one-bedroom apartment. And so 
Russ and I became really good friends, and then um, he invited me uh, to come and go caddying with him one day up at Capilano Golf and Country Club. I didn't know what caddying was. Yeah. I didn't know what golf was, really, other than what we were playing there. So I got up there and started uh, caddying, uh, and that was really a, an informative time because I met some men up there. This is a private club, okay. a very exclusive club, and I met some wonderful men um, who treated me really well. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, from there, um, I'd be hanging out with Russ and his family, We're going to church, Baptist church now, and meeting uh, other kids, and and they were really accepting of me. And uh, so that, that, that was cool. Uh, that really uh, helped me out. And then um, Russ's dad said, you know, Greg, how, how'd you like to come to um, a week-long uh, uh, camp, church camp, uh, in Mount Baker? Mount Baker. And I said, uh, well, I asked my mom, and my mom was a little skeptical about what was going on at the time, you know, because she was all over the map. Yeah, and, and you're going to this house for refuge, to, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So uh, I, I said, uh, my mom said, sure, go ahead. So uh, I went with uh, Russ, and it was just teenagers only that were at this camp. So here we are, Mount Baker, um, not really knowing what was going on. We had big dorms that we were staying in. It was just a lot of fun. Eh? Yeah. And we have, every morning we would go to church in the morning and, and do Bible studies. And then we'd have some free time to do things. And then we'd have uh, um, dinner. And so it was a really a Christian, um, it was a positive experience. Yeah. And I met uh, some wonderful people. And um, they, they, uh, had a calling towards the end of the week, and uh, and I had learned a lot. We were going through the Book of Thessalonians, and uh, I remember that clearly. And and uh, so there was a my heart was really churning. I had a lot of feeling. So um, it was so there was a calling, and uh, so I went forward. Sweet, <clears throat> yeah, sweet. And so that, and that was, was what age was that? I was fifteen. Fifteen, <clears throat> cool, yeah. And how was Russ the same age as you? Same age. Same yeah. age, yeah, yeah, cool. And so anyways, um, we hung out um, after I'd received Christ, and a counselor sat with me, and we chatted, and, and uh, I had a lot of feeling. I'm feeling like I'm having it right now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's an emotional thing, right? Well, to receive Christ as your Savior, I didn't know 100% what that meant, yeah. but I knew something was happening in my life. And... Uh, so it was good. Russ, to this day, is a life friend. Awesome. He lives in Hawaii. We play golf together. Yeah, good reason and to go to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he invites me over. Golf like, and your old buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we'd have some great stories and hang out. And, and so uh, so that, that, that was a real positive um, change in my life at yeah. that point. And so as much as that happened, um, then my mom, um, she was on the move. My mom and her boyfriend um, at the time uh, moved, wanted to move up to Quinnell. So we moved to Quinnell. Oh. And uh, we stayed up there for about, um, about another year. So I went to Quinnell High School. And by this time, I'm about 16, just starting uh, uh, North Van High. So, but, uh, so I went to Quinnell High, and I'd do the old bus. The bus would pick me up off the highway and take me to school. <laughs> and I was, very, I was very alone, though. Eh? I, yeah. I really I couldn't find myself. And, I, and at 15, 16, I didn't have a lot of friends at that point. I'm trying to make friends through sports and yeah. stuff like that. You're the new kid in yeah, town. Yeah, the new kid in town. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, we lived in Quinnell. We lived at a place called Dragon Lake. Uh, it, was, uh, it was off the highway. Uh, it was about a mile off the highway. So when the I had to walk to the highway to get on the bus. Oh. And then, then bus both ways. <laughs> and then I'd walk back. And uh, I really, it was interesting because during that time, I found myself alone. But I brought God into it. Yeah. And, you know, I often. You weren't alone. I wasn't alone. Yeah. It was, it was interesting walking down this dark road, no lights, just a wooded gravel road to this cabin where we lived on this lake. Walking there and just talking to God and just letting it happen, eh? And so anyways... Um, Man, that, that's pretty amazing at that age at... 16? Yeah, just to have that, like, man, God's with me. And just to be, like, I struggle with that even right now. Yeah. Just like... And maybe and maybe that's part <clears throat> of the thing that we always talk about, is like, <clears throat> back when you first became a Christian, just the, the longing and desire to be with God. Yeah. That's pretty I, cool. I, di- I, d- I didn't see where Christ fit into my life at that point in time. Right, yeah. You know? I knew the... The sp- there was a spirit there, and it was in my heart. Yeah. And uh, so, anyways, after um, uh, the year that we were up there, we left, and uh, we came back to North Vancouver. Uh, I resumed going back to North Van High, and uh, so that that was good. And I I lost track of Russ and his family. Oh. Okay. I, I just I didn't, you know, we didn't have internet. We didn't have right. means of which to, to connect, eh? <laughs> right. And so, uh, you know, that's, uh, God, 15, that's 1963, I guess. And uh, so what, what happened then was that we moved again. Uh, we moved from North Van, we moved to Richmond. And oh. so, um, I, uh, but I hadn't finished my high school uh, at North Van for that year, so I'd take a bus from Richmond all the way to North Van, and I was on the bus by myself all the time, traveling and trying to finish my school. This was grade 11. So, uh, yeah, so then I finished uh, grade 12 out in Richmond at Stevenson High School, and then um, really God was there, but I was still, I was, I was reckless. I was playing sports, and I had girlfriends, and I, was, I wasn't in trouble or anything like that. But golf came into my life uh, more at that point in time. And so I started playing a lot of golf uh, out in Richmond. And, um, and I, I wanted to really get into it. But uh, other things were in store for me. Uh, so yeah. uh, I, I, I couldn't stay focused on that. And um, I started going to uh, university. And uh, um, I should back up just a little bit. One of the things that I did discover is I learned how to scuba dive. Okay. And uh, I was I'm, waiting for I, this I, to come into the story. <laughs> and I, I was about seven, 16, 17 years old when I learned. And uh, I really enjoyed it. There was just yeah. a, something about the idea of going underwater and the tranquility of it all, the beauty. Uh, self-contained, you know, you're relying on your own self along with the diving buddy, but you're cruising around. Just had quite a, a, a unique feeling. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it, and eventually I became a diving instructor. And then uh, I decided to go to university, and I was going to be a physical education teacher. 
because sports played a big yeah. part of my yeah. life. PE teacher. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I imagine you being yeah, a PE can't, teacher. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's now like, that I think about just, it, yeah. now that I hear that. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. K, the PE teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking forward Mr. to Kosher. it. Mr. Kosher. Mr. Kosher. So having put myself through university through teaching people how to scuba dive, so uh, what I did is um, I, I ended up getting some gear together. And when, when summer was out from university, the other kids, other students in the faculty of physical education would say, hey, Greg, why don't you come up to Kamloops or come to Kelowna or come to Cranbrook and teach people how to scuba dive. I'll put together a course for you. So oh. every summer I would travel around British Columbia teaching people how to scuba dive. Right on. And uh, so, uh, so that that was pretty pretty cool doing that. And I'd make enough money to put myself to university, and um, and then um, it was a, a, a case of uh, now I have to go and get into the education system, okay? And uh, so I got into the education system, and I said, oh no, I don't <laughs> like this, the bureaucracy. You know, it was like putting a uh, a square peg through a round hole. Yeah. It, it, just, it just didn't fit, you know. And I had a, I had a, a rough time working uh, in that education system. The parents were coming at you all the time and uh, the education system. And I had some ideas and creative thoughts of what I wanted to do as a physical education teacher. Anyways, to make a long story <laughs> no, short, no, yeah, I no. didn't you stay there. You keep that to yourself. Yeah, yeah that's right. I said, no, no I'm, I'm out of here. Uh, so I stayed for... I was actually uh, replacing a, another teacher that was injured at the time, so I, d I was only in there for probably six months, seven months, and I didn't re re reapply into the education system as a teacher. I decided to open up a scuba diving business. Okay. Okay. And I called the diving locker. So uh, the, the way I went. Diving locker. Yeah. And so uh, any so Vancouver diver knows that reference right they, there, they the know. diving locker. Exactly. So, so uh, way, way I went, and um, it was something that I had a passion because I was teaching people. I was enjoying it. Um, you know, and I opened up and you know, started selling equipment, started taking people traveling and trips to different destinations in the world, and uh, ha had a lot of fun. And God was missing in all of this. Okay, uh, you're not walking point. with the I'm Lord. I'm not walking with the yeah. Lord. I, I, you're I'm having a lot of fun. I'm, I, I'm <laughs> making up for, uh, how would I say? I guess, I, my childhood was a rough time, eh? Yeah. And I really felt I missed an opportunity. As a child, I felt I should have a nice home, nice family, pets and kids, and nice vehicles and all this stuff. Yeah. And so I was uh, really becoming trying to be self-sufficient and, and pursuing I, all of that all the, of that the I, perfect I, family I, the exactly. the white picket fence the that's right yeah 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 the, the dream the dream i wanted, yeah. to, li I wanted yeah. to live the dream man. yeah okay and so away i went you know and uh, i was uh, on a mission um you know i got uh, three stores going and uh, i had um you know, lots of uh, lots of debt, uh, and uh, I had the nice home, and think things are moving along, uh, and um, something happened there where all of a sudden uh, I was missing something. And there was something missing in the whole thing, and uh, I was invited to go to a Billy Graham crusade. Okay, oh. and I said, "Oh, 
Yeah, him. And Billy Graham. Billy Graham. I loved watching him on TV on Sundays. And uh, so he was coming to Vancouver, so I went down to BC Place and uh, I went down there by myself. I went forward again. Wow. And recommitted my life yeah. to Christ again. And I got right into it, and I was so happy. And I was like, wow, well, I feel so much better. This was the missing... I was missing a link there, right? And so uh, I started going to church there, back to the Presbyterian back Church. Back to the original Original church, wow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had had, because my dad's funeral was there at, when I was 13, that, was a, that rocked me, yeah. and I yeah. never went back to that church. And here it is, roughly... 20 years later, yeah. I'm back at this church, and I'm seeing my uncle and my aunt, and and my cousins were there. and it's, so, so it's a homecoming in more than one in, way. In one way, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly how it was. So um, then um, death struck again. Uh, my aunt died, and then not shortly after that, my uncle, or actually my uncle died first, and then my aunt died. Yeah. And I'm back here going to funerals again. And I just, uh, I just said, oh, my gosh, this is all triggering me again. Eh? Right. Yeah. And I'm just saying, I, I can't do this. You know? yeah. And so I never went back. I stopped. Wow. And um, back to me, I'm going to look after myself. You know? okay. And so yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't uh, you know what I did? I was really more of a part-time Christian. Easter and Christmas were special times. Right. So okay, we'd find yeah. a church and we'd yeah, go to church. Yeah, a good description, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. yeah I was... In the church, pastors called them Christers. <laughs> Christmas and Easter. <laughs> That's the two times a year you see them. Christers. I've never you don't heard, know that term? I've never yeah, heard that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's the term. Good to know. Christmas yeah. and Easter's. And Christers. Yeah, you know, it was something else. And then business, business was really calling. Business was growing, and uh, things were happening. Children were coming. Melissa came. Uh, Josh was here. Um, and then um, I really started getting greedy. I started making some really poor personal choices. I made some bad business choices. And... Um, so in uh, about uh, 1989, um, things started going sideways. Um, my marriage was starting to get really starting to flounder. I was going into receivership with one of my companies. We had to sell the house. Uh, we had to start modifying cars that we had. We were looking for cash. And then we moved up onto the Sunshine Coast in 92. And uh, that was a real positive move for the family. Um, but the commute was also a struggle. Uh, I was in town, you know, five, six days a week. The family started falling apart a little bit there. It didn't take long uh, before that was uh, moving towards uh, dissolving. I had uh, two daughters by this time, or teenagers. Um, they had uh, eating disorders, both of them, and we're into a situation where their attitudes as teenagers was hard for <laughs> both my still my wife at that time uh, and I to control. Uh, I was missing in action because I was trying to salvage a business and get it up and going. Um, and then, um, you know, my focus, I was very unfocused, uh, and um, my energy was... Um, all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I had a broken spirit Yeah, uh, at that point. Which is hard for me to picture when I know you now. Yeah. Like to yeah. say, 
low energy, a yeah. broken spirit, because yeah. you just don't come across that way. Yeah, so now I'm 50 years old. Yeah. You know, and um, so now I, a friend of mine here on the Sunshine Coast, Terry Giannakis, um, said to me, he says, look, Greg, uh, come on and take this Alpha course with me. Uh, come and take it with some other businessmen in Vancouver. And uh, it was great, you know, and it again sat me down and, wow, again, God is pursuing me. Yeah. You know, he's not, he's not letting go. Yeah. And so um, we, uh, that was a great positive experience. And then, uh, you know, I started listening to John Maxwell and his tapes mm-hmm. and, and listen to the characters that he was talking about mm-hmm. and how that, and so I, I was really starting to get going again. And um, Terry uh, said, look, at, uh, we're going to, Peter McIntosh and I are going to seat a new church called Christ the King. Um, how'd you and the family like to come and start attending it with us? So we start attending it to it at Gibson Elementary School. Right from the launch, right, right, this church. Right from the very beginning yeah. days, you know. And the, the, the Christ the King was originally in Bellingham, and they would come up every Sunday with their worship group, and uh, we, would, we would worship. I didn't and, know that. They yeah. came up every Sunday every at the beginning. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's a long trip from wow. going it out. Is. That is. Like, yeah. That's commitment. Catch the first ferry in the morning, come up, set up, and we'd have church, and away we go, eh? Yeah. And uh, they bring a pastor with them. Yeah. And it, it worked out well, you know, and uh, we did that for, a, a, oh, eventually, we ended up in the uh, Gibson Theater. Yeah, and so we had that every Sunday, and we had the CTK office upstairs, and yeah. we had our own pastor by this time from the states, and uh, yeah, went, it went really, really well, and and uh, it was hard because we my my relationship with my wife, we were trying to reconcile, we're trying to keep things moving, and eventually um, it it ended. We, we finished that, and it was, it was a tough time for my, my daughters, and um, we parted company in, uh, in 2003. Anyways, uh, we worked through that in, in the dissolving of the marriage. Uh, the business is pretty well done. You know, it's, it's on its last uh, legs kind of thing. Uh, I, I, uh, I met this woman um, through her son coming to sign up for a scuba diving course. Her name is Lynn. And uh, so um, she was uh, a woman of faith. Her and I got to know one another, and she invited me to her church at Willington, where she was in the choir. So, uh, so anyways, now we, hold on a second. Lynn was in the choir. Lynn was in the choir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a mm. huge choir. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, Willington was it was an interesting one. So, uh, so anyways, her and I had built up a relationship. Yeah, and. Um, and it went uh, went on from there, and um, th- th- at that that point in time, uh, Terry Giannakis and I were really good friends, and so yeah. we really we stayed connected. And then I'd come up, started coming back up on weekends because I really missed the Sunshine Coast, and she, and she stayed in town. Of course, we weren't living together at that time. As, as we moved along uh, with my redevelopment of living on the Sunshine Coast. Um, and I rented some places in Davis Bay, and just because I yeah. enjoyed it, um, and then I um, I really got into um, God, and I really got going, you know. And uh, I started um, 
with Chris Martins, who eventually yeah. became the uh, pastor up here. He uh, he was a great guy, so I had lots of great times with him and chatting yeah. and uh, in his family. And then uh, probably about a year later, Lynn moved up onto the Sunshine Coast, and we commuted into Vancouver together. Uh, and that was a real uh, pivotal time, the things that were happening, because we had uh, finally moved into the church here. Yeah. Um, an old club, which I used to hang out with in, in yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. In, my, in my bad days. and uh, We meet in an old yeah. nightclub. Some people don't know that. If maybe they're <laughs> listening. Yeah, yeah. So, so Lynn, Lynn and I um, moved in together. At, at that point, I didn't see anything wrong with that. Okay. okay. Uh, living together. Um, and um, Going to church, part of the church, yeah, living together. Living together, exactly. And... Uh, so Lynn was going to church at that time with us as well. Um, Chris Martin um, said, uh, we're going to have a baptism down in uh, Bonnybrook today. And if there's anybody who would like to get baptized, uh, come and see me. And so I'd never been baptized. I was christened as a, as a little boy. Yeah. And I'd never been baptized. So I said, Lynn said, Greg, commit yourself to the Lord again. Yeah. So uh, I said, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Um, and so I, that was a real commitment out, you know, laying out your testimony yeah. and, and, and receiving Christ. And I just, I've heard, I've heard people doing that. And I said, okay, I'm going to do it. Okay. And so sure enough, here we're down in Bonnie Brook on a nice summer day. Uh, we've got the, uh, the hot dogs and the ice cream and Greg... Here's the microphone. Give your testimony as to where you've been and why you want to receive Christ. So I, uh, I gave my testimony there as to all the sin, all the things that I probably shouldn't have been doing and where God and I have been. And, and uh, I, got, uh, I got baptized that day. Sweet. Yeah. Lynn was in the water with me. And yeah, uh, yeah that, was a, that was the most pivotal time in my life. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the Holy Spirit just uh, just indwelled me, and yeah. uh, life has never been better yeah. since. Sweet, yeah. So, anyways, it went went further forward, and um, it was uh, it was an interesting one uh, because at this point, Lynn and I have been living together for oh probably a year and a half, and so we asked Chris Martin's to marry us, and he said, "Let me think about that, Greg. I'm not sure." So he says... Uh, that set you back? Did that catch you by surprise? Yeah, when he yeah, said yeah, yeah. Like, what's that all about? And uh, so um, he, Chris came over uh, that day or the next day, I guess it was, and he says, Greg, I can't marry you right now. And I says, why? Well, you and Lynn are living in sin. And I've checked the elders in the church, and that is not going to happen. We're not going to marry you under the conditions right now. You and Lynn have to get this all corrected and sorted out. So, um, wow. <clears throat> so I said, it's pretty okay. awesome. It is. It's good church <laughs> discipline. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Wow. So he says, um, good on Chris yeah. and the elders. Yeah. So they then said, um, here's what you need to do. I can't remember if it was two weeks or three weeks. You can live in the same house, but you're not sharing the same bed. And I need you to do that. And I need you to honor that 
and I need you to think about why you're doing that, okay, and what, what the meaning of it is. And then after those three weeks, I want you to come in front of the church, and I want you to repent your sins. Lynn says, I, I, I can't go up in front of people. And yeah, that's, like that. that's big time. Yeah, I can't do that. So um, I said, we can do this. We can do this. He says, you'll have to come up with me. I'll do all the talking. Okay. And so uh, we went three weeks. I'm pretty sure it was three weeks. And uh, Chris checked in with us, see how we're doing. We went to yeah. church, of course, yeah. connected with people. Uh, and... Um, that Sunday, um, um, we were doing the worship, and uh, and Chris says, uh, Greg and Lynn would like to come up and say something. So I went up, and I explained to all the people who were there, probably 100 people there, yeah, and said to them that Lynn and I have been living in sin, and and we uh, we um, and I explained a little bit more, and then I asked for forgiveness. Of course, most of the people are looking at us, wondering, "Yeah, <laughs> what's going on?" Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> what's this all yeah, about? Yeah, what's and, the big deal? But here you are trying to make it right before yeah, God. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. So we did that, and um, so we sat down, and people came up, and you know, because we told them we were wanting to get married, and they came up and sure. wished us <laughs> happiness and stuff like that. And so, anyways, uh, that had uh, that was that was that was good for Lynn and I, and uh, and. Through my baptism, uh, Chris married us. Yeah, you know, um, probably a month later, I guess. And um, yeah, so that that's been really great, it really yeah. a positive thing. Lynn and I, um, and it, one of the interesting things um, in being married to married to Lynn, who's such a strong Christian faith, yeah. grew up being yoked, yoked together. Yeah, just amazing. Yeah. What you can do together, and uh, sharing Christ, yeah, yeah, at the center, and uh, of course, you know, we've done all three books. So we're, I've done. T- she didn't do the first book; she did two yeah. and three, and we're now on to two, yeah. s- two seven. Yeah, you're talking about three. our discipleship ex- stuff ex- that we do. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. awesome watching you and Lynn grow, memorizing scripture, and like, can you tell us about your daily quiet time? Like, like, tell us about your relationship with Jesus right now. Yeah, yeah. My, my relationship with, with Jesus has grown immensely from that pivotal decision to, yeah. to get baptized. And my, my quiet time is, um, is not where I'd like it to be, let's put it that way. Right. I spend probably um, three, four days out of the week um, in, in the Bible um, listening to... Um, to different uh, pastors. I listen to Charles Stanley quite often, yeah. and I really get uh, uh, motivated by what he's got, and it takes me to the Bible, and I get uh, some paperwork from him that allows me to do some reference work, and so I really get into that. And um, so that, in what Christ uh, has done for me, has recognized um, that I was on my own, I was all by myself, trying to, to, to build the dream, yeah. okay? And I knew God was there, yeah. you know? And I'd had, and God was pursuing me uh, all the time from when I, was, when I met Russ. Yeah. He was there. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't, didn't get the dots connected properly with Christ, yeah. not until I, I was baptized. 
and realized, and through our studies, discipleship studies, realized that Christ is the center of all that, and that yeah. is connecting yeah. uh, us. And, uh, and that, I, I, I get, uh, I, I sometimes kick myself that I didn't realize that sooner in yeah. terms of realizing that Christ was in the center, connecting me and God together. Right, right. You know? And uh, so um, I'm so thankful uh, for my salvation and eternal life yeah. and what, what's going on there. You know, and of course, I always can't help but go back to, you know, First John uh, 5, 11, and 12. It says, uh, this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and that life is in his Son, he who has the Son has life, and he who does not have the Son does not have life. Wow. Yeah. How does awesome. someone get the Son of God? Like when, it's, when that verse that you just quoted, how does someone get the Son of God in their life? Um, I think it is through uh, a variety of things. One is through people's testimony. Yeah. Um, I uh, have my own missionary field, so to speak, uh, I have two areas that I, well, three areas, I guess, uh, that I try to be an example and give opportunity to share my life with people. One of them is on the golf course. Uh, I'm a very avid golfer, and um, all my friends know I'm a Christian. And, of course, i got to walk the walk. Yeah. Yeah. No, of yeah. course, I do walk the walk. <laughs> okay. And so um, these, uh, these people often have questions and so I can get into them and, and have lots of sharing that goes on. Um, and uh, several people have, uh, have gone home and have pulled out the Bible and looked at things and have questions. And, you know, I, I'm, I can't do it. God's got to do it, too. I, I just have to do my part yeah, the best yeah. that I can. The other missionary field I have is my business. So you're still running the dive still, locker? Still dive. This is How many, many years? This is 50 years now. 50 wow. years. Yeah. The 50th year that uh, we've done it. It's very, since that pivotal decision to receive Christ, God has blessed uh, that business over wow. and over. And uh, I tell all my staff uh, that my partner is God. <laughs> and he is there giving me direction. He is there all the time. And um, uh, so I, I, everyone knows that. And so uh, a few of my staff uh, are Christians. And uh, so we often are bringing out uh, little quotes and, you know, uh, what Jesus would do and uh, things like that. So, so the, not so much to my customers do they know that we're a Christian-based business, but to my staff, they know who okay. the head, head of, this, yeah. uh, this business is, and, and God just keeps blessing the business more and more. To this day, the business is just rolling along. Right you know, it keeps 12 people nicely employed that yeah. are very passionate about the business. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, so when you say, how do you get people to Christ? I think it's through uh, my walk, my voice, uh, my sharing. Cool. Yeah, and I think it's cool. You see time and time again of like, how do you get Jesus? Like often, just even thinking about your story now, how how often God was always seeking after you, yet you still had to turn to him and say, yes, like, you know, you had to go down at the Billy Graham crusade. You still had to confess with your mouth that, yes, Jesus is Lord, and yeah. and I want to put you, Jesus, in, in the 
king of my heart kind of place. And That's right. Yeah, and it's like it's interesting, Greg, to hear you say how pivotal baptism was because, mm-hmm. you know, ba- baptism is that you know outward confession we say of an inward reality. It's kind of like putting the wedding ring on your faith to mm-hmm. say, uh, you know, this is the outward sign that I am committed, and it's a picture of death, right? Like that's what mm-hmm. baptism is. Yeah. You are being buried in those waters. It's an identification with the death of Jesus and yeah. being raised to life and an identification with the resurrection. Yeah. And you're confessing before a crowd, this is my testimony, this is who I trust and yeah. believe in. And it's yeah. like, it is a significant thing. E- even in my own story, like my baptism was absolutely pivotal for um, my growth with mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, it's just neat to hear yeah. how the Lord used that for yeah. you. Reborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. And the I, new man, the old old Greg is buried. It's right, and, and it's interesting. A few of the guys on the golf course, uh, um, when I'm playing golf with them, they'll say, uh, "I see uh, a born again Christian won the golf tournament." And uh, <laughs> how do you relate to that, Greg? And I says, <laughs> "I guess uh, they gave the glory to God." You know, because <laughs> yeah, uh, right. I, I heard them say that yeah. out loud. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so you know, it's an interesting interesting dynamic. Yeah, you know, in terms of, you know, you want people to. You know, I'd love to see some of my friends um, turn to the Lord, but they're not there yet. Yeah. You know, and whether they will be, I I, I never know. But yeah. uh, it's it, I'm just doing the best that I can. Yeah. At this stage. What's the gospel, Greg? Can you can you if you were to have to sum that up in a couple minutes to someone, how would you explain the gospel to them? <clears throat> I'd say that the the gospel is um, it, it's it's about a person who God put on this earth to um, salvage people's lives that um, are disconnected with God and living in sin. And that uh, there's a way through the gospel uh, and learning through the gospel that you can um, turn your life around and find true meaning in life. And that this life here is very temporary and that there is a life afterwards that is, uh, is full of glory, and, uh, and it's an opportunity to have that eternal life, spiritual life, okay, um, that just re- doesn't redefine you. It just it, 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 it makes you have a better relationship with God, you know, yeah. because you're only here for, for how many years, and you're gone. And then you're separated from God if you don't receive Christ. And by receiving him, you have an eternal life with God yeah. and Christ. Yeah. That's sort of a, a quick summation of how I might say it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I could imagine sitting on the golf cart, driving to the next hole, hearing that. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was there's always a little joke here. Two guys are are playing golf and... And they uh, they say, look, it, uh, whichever one of us goes first, okay, would you send back, uh, send me back something and tell me how golf is in heaven? And, uh, you know, and so uh, one of the guys, he goes, he dies, he goes to heaven. And uh, he's uh, the other guy on earth is all by himself. And all of a sudden he says, hey, Bob, Bob, it's Jack. Where are you? He says, I'm up here in heaven. And he says, uh, hey. How, 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 how is it up there? Well, I got some good news and I got some bad news. 
Well, the good news is it's unbelievable golf up here. Everything is just luscious. You're getting holes and ones. You're, you never hear the word bogey. You know, the <laughs> pars and birdies. It's yeah. unbelievable. The ball goes a mile when you hit it. Okay. And he said, well, what's the bad news? Um, you and I have you and I have a tea time uh, in two days. <laughs> <laughs> you better be right with God. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, Greg. You're more than welcome. Appreciate you coming out here. And yeah, that was, uh, I enjoyed sharing that. with us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for fun. sharing. It's nice to sit and chat with yeah. you. Yeah, hear what God has done. Yeah, very much so. Thank you very much, guys. Matt, Blake, thank you. Awesome. Okay, that was Greg. One of the cool things we were talking about after was just the uh, sense of vulnerability maybe that can yeah. come with um, just even letting people know you're a Christian. Yeah. Not even necessarily sharing the yeah. gospel, but just having that at the forefront of mm-hmm. friendships, relationships, and something yeah. cool that we Greg has. Yeah, you know, one of the things I'm kind of enjoying about these discussions and sit-downs, it's like, Hey, these this is like people in our church, people that love Jesus and been in a process and growing. And it's like, um, uh, they're not the Greg's not a theologian, and I don't. Right. That's like not a not, slam. That's not a slam. <laughs> it's like, he, uh, and he's not a pastor who's like communicating the gospel publicly. Right. It's like one of the beauties of our conversations with people. It's like, hey, tell us the gospel and tell us, and it's and it's just their life experience with Jesus. And sometimes, you know, we were talking about this with Greg. Sometimes you you watch different things or ministries, and there's like a little bit of a witch hunt for every nuance of speech and explaining the gospel. (laughs) And it's like, Greg has a living relationship with Jesus Christ, and it's been a process for him. And you can see it. I hope you can hear it when you listen to this. But yeah. It was like he was tearing up because it was an emotional thing for him to talk about his walk with the Lord, and I just appreciated that. Yeah, and he, he doesn't always have it right. He, he In his life, he didn't yeah. hasn't been perfect, but yeah. he always— But who has? No one. And who, like, you know, every nuance perfectly spoken of the right of the gospel story. Yeah. It's, it's a relational thing that you're figuring out with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, thanks. Right thanks for listening. Uh, we'll come back. I won't give a date this time. I've learned my lesson. You've learned your but lesson. But we'll see you next month uh, for the next episode, episode number four, right here, uh, everywhere you get your podcast. And we haven't said it for a while, but hey, give us all stars, comments, share, like. Like, like, like. Like, big time. Times three. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Bye.